So among those is a former ACMP Fakie Mentor who says she was offered the job of Public Enterprises Minister only if she removed the SA India route and gave it to the Gupta family. Of course, the Guptas have denied the allegations, but we are asking you what will put an end to all of this. So on the line now to Joseph Musia, who is our reporter. He was there at, uh, I don't know whether we call it a press briefing or just a reading of a statement uh, alluding to this matter, Joseph, what exactly happened? Yes, uh, it was uh, the Deputy Minister chose just to read the statement uh, and he didn't take any questions or, 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 or on the statement, so it was just it was just that he was uh, just uh, wanting to read the statement. Mm. Uh, what exactly did the statement say? Yes, uh, he, he says uh, it, it, he felt he's now uh, not in a position to keep quiet anymore on this matter because he's been asked questions about it and he, he has decided to uh, speak on it because he feels that uh, this whole speculation and, and everything about it uh, is derailing them from their work. And he confirmed, actually, as you read earlier, that uh, the, he was offered the position of, of minister uh, to replace Minister Mr. Nene, and he rejected it out of hand because he thought uh, it, was, it, was, it was contrary to the spirit of the Constitution and the way government uh, ministers are supposed to be employed. And as a result, he did not go along with that particular uh, appointment. But he also, uh, in the same statement, confirmed or, uh, or denied, uh, if, if you want that, uh, that uh, Deputy, uh, Deputy Secretary General of the ANC, Jesse Duarte, had had any discussion with him on that particular matter. It's, uh, sorry, uh, Joseph, we, we, we kind of got cut there a little. You say when uh, he confirmed or denied allegations that uh, uh, the Deputy Secretary General uh, Jesse Duarte did make the offer, which one was it? Did he confirm or deny? No, no, no. He de- he de- he denied that, uh, that uh, he had any discussion with Jesse Duarte on the matter. Okay, this is what the uh, Deputy Finance Minister Mkrebisi um, Jonas had to say earlier on uh, at the same uh, press gathering. Okay. I have decided to respond to and clarify certain questions that have been in the public domain recently. I do so in accordance with my conscience, my political values, and the best traditions of my organization, the African National Congress, of which which I've been a member since my early teens. I regard our constitution as being sacrosanct, and it embraces the value that South Africans struggled for and what we live by. I was appointed Deputy Minister in terms of the Constitution by the President President of the Republic. Any practice that conflicts with the prescripts of the Constitution must be challenged in the interest of our democracy and the accountability we have to our people. The African National Congress that we have been and continue to be proud members of has offered us the opportunity to serve our country, an honor that I do not take for granted. My historical commitment to the liberation of our people has not waned. My daily decisions and actions are informed by the understanding that true political freedom will be achieved through deliberate and active management of a transformed yet inclusive growing economy. 
The current economic climate presents many risks for our country, which require responsible leadership to avoid a full-blown crisis. We have to unite on, on the key issues relating to managing the macroeconomic risks while urgently unlocking new resources of growth and job creation. South Africa requires all hands in the, on the deck. The extent to which we are able to navigate the current macroeconomic challenges, restore inf investor confidence, and rapidly stimulate growth will depend on heightened levels of political leadership and maturity. The narrative that has grown around the issue of state capture should be of concern to all responsible and caring South Africans, particularly those of us who have accepted the task to lead our people. We cannot afford to ignore the obvious impact these sentiments may have on our country and the resultant potential of undermining our moral authority. Neither can we afford to allow attempts to capture the state to, divest, to divert us from dealing with the challenges that our country faces. History will judge us on the extent to which we have stayed true to the commitments we have made to our people, to our public pronouncements and private conduct. Therefore, let me state the facts on the matter of whether I was approached by non-governmental individuals in respect of the position of Minister of Finance. Members of the Gupta family offered me the position of Minister of Finance to replace the then Minister Nene. I rejected this out of hand. The basis of my rejection of their offer is that it makes a mockery of our hard-end democracy, the trust of our people, and no one apart from the President of the Republic appoints ministers. Let me also place on record that there was no discussion between the Deputy Secretary General of the African National Congress, Ms. Jessie Juwate, and myself on this matter. I have hesitated to speak out publicly on this matter until now, but I feel it is no longer possible to remain quiet. Our primary concern, the primary concern to me is that this issue has a real danger of diverting away attention from the real and urgent challenges we face as a country. I am committed to good governance, abiding by the constitution of our country, and being accountable to our people who repeatedly expressed their confidence and trust in us, election after election. It is this constant state of awareness and consciousness drummed into most of us throughout our service in the National Democratic Revolution led by the African National Congress that has provided us with moral capital and tools to apply sound judgment to navigate challenges that emerge in the natural course of societal leadership. It is, it is only through these values and moral covenant, convenience that I serve my organization, my fellow countrymen and women, and my beloved South Africa. Finally, I remain confident that the challenges we face as a nation will be overcome if we collectively use our efforts for the benefit of all. I'm resolute in playing my part in preserving the integrity first of National Treasury as an institution in my capacity as a Deputy Minister. I'm also committed to, make, to making sure 
that I continue making the contribution towards building a prosperous South Africa led by our glorious movement, the African National Congress. I can only hope that people will allow me henceforth to do what I'm employed to do. Thank you very much. That's uh, the Deputy Finance Minister Mkibisi Jonas in a statement made just uh, a short while ago. You heard our reporter Joseph Musiwa who is at that press conference. We're on the line now to the ANC's national spokesperson, Mr. Zizi Godwa. Mr. Godwa, is this a damning statement given the fact that there have been denials that have been issued that this has ever happened and that Mr. Jonas has ever uh, reported it to anyone? Fakey mentor is not. Mr. Godwa. I do apologize for that, Mr. Godwa. Uh, just some technical uh, challenge there. But could you just tell us what is your response to this? Is this a damning statement that Mr. Jonas has just uh, released, uh, confirming the fact that he was indeed offered the job of finance minister by the Gupta family? No, I think we've got to appreciate that uh, he came out finally, uh, like we indicated earlier in the week, that uh, he was out of the country and we'll speak to him. That's why we have not spoken to confirm or deny whether there was a meeting, because we wanted him to make the statement himself. The statement we released earlier today, you would notice that one of the things we affirm and reaffirm is the prerogative of appointing the national cabinet to the ministers and deputies that address with the president in consultation uh, with the, uh, the alliance partners and the leadership of the ANC. But, of course, we view the frequency of these allegations quite serious mm. because they've been coming uh, quite frequent recently. And I think is, the ANC couldn't, uh, can no longer sit quiet in, in, in the face of these allegations because they do erode to the prerogative, the authority of the president, the authority of government, and also make a huge suggestion that there are certain individuals, perhaps, who might be act unelected outside of the state, who may act in a manner that influences the decisions of government. And these are the issues that we say in the statement we released about an hour ago, that it is our expectation that the National Executive Committee meeting that is coming this weekend, in discussing the overall political overview about the state of the organization, how do we grow the economy, as well as our preparedness for local government election, it cannot sit and do not reflect on these issues. Allow me to come in there, Mr. Godra, just on the point of you can't sit back and allow this to continue. I'll ask you about the avenues available to you in just a moment. But firstly, I just need to clarify this. Mr. It's been reported that Mr. Jonas reported this matter to several ANC or even uh, alliance leaders. Can you confirm or deny that he did approach someone about this offer within the ANC structures? I'm sure I was the last person he spoke to. Uh, I'm not sure if I spoke to you when the news about broke over the weekend about these allegations. I'm the one who contacted him on Sunday. He was out of the country in Botswana, and I requested him that on his return that if I would ask him so that even if we communicate, we communicate on the basis of facts. And he did come to Lutun House. So he did report uh, from a point of view of leadership that uh, I'm sure there are a number of other leaders, like the Secretary General, that he would have conferred the issues with. But um, the, from the point of view of communication, I have spoken to him on my, this Monday. Mm. When the ANC says it's concerned about the frequency of uh, such reports, 
I want to understand what do you mean by uh, concern? What exactly concerns you? The image of the country uh, from the outside, what concerns you? The um, capacity to lead and govern the country, what, the kind of characteristics required of a leader, what exactly concerns you? The first point is that you are an elected, democratically elected government led by the African Inter Congress. The majority of our people there's a confidence in the leadership of the ANC through its government. And therefore, in terms of the constitution, there are certain decisions that are expected to be taken by those elected in government, either through the president, through ministers, and so on. And obviously, from the corporate point of view, there are those who are doing business with the government, and they will do everything else to want to influence, including the adjudication of tender, in the, for their own personal interest, material interest. And this is what we have always said to our core deployees, that we've got to be vigilant to this notion of corporate capture, that individuals may be captured to an extent that they are influenced in their own decision. So big corporates, whether they are talking about big monopolies, they will always find a way to influence the decision of individuals, and therefore caters have got to be very vigilant in the, in the areas of deployment. That is one area. The second one is that people of South Africa have the confidence in the leadership of the African National Congress because it is the only tool they have in their hands to liberate them from socioeconomic uh, uh, conditions. And therefore, it cannot be a suggestion or a perception that the African National Congress leadership itself it is captured. Whilst we cannot, we can't close our eyes even if there's a suggestion that certain individuals within the ANC have allowed themselves to be captured, given an impression that the organization, as well as the state or government, it is captured. Mr. Gotto, I'm not sure if I heard you correctly. Are you saying that there are certain individuals within the ANC who have allowed themselves to be captured uh, and be part of an agenda of state capture? I'm clarifying the question about what worries us that there is a growing perception and the frequency of this report may suggest that including the, the, the capture of government, there's a capture of the state, there's a powerful individual association and elected people because of their balance sheet, they can influence or because of their political proximity, they can influence the direction of the state. It's an issue that the ANC must reject and all of us we must poo-poo because it's not what our people of South Africa expect. Hmm. We must defend and protect the government, democratically elected government. We must defend the African National Congress which is the only tool that people have, there may be an impression that because of certain individuals also that perhaps they've allowed themselves to find ourselves in this situation, creating a perception that both government and the African National Congress are captured. Mm. It may not be possible for any individual, regardless of your balance sheet, that you can capture the African National Congress. Mr. Bato, what is interesting, though, is you keep making reference to certain individuals when it's been very clear all along um, against whom these allegations are made. It's been made I'm against making, the Gupta family. I'm making this statement because even if there are people who are alleged to be meeting the families or these big uh, monopolies outside of the organization, they do so in their own personal capacities. For an example, allegations that are coming to us quite frequent is that there are meetings held called by the Gupta family. Those ministers or everybody else, they do so in their personal capacities, not mandated by the African National Congress. And the ANC must speak out and send out a very unequivocal message, uh, both to the country but also to its members and supporters. And that message must be unequivocal to an extent that we don't subscribe 
to a notion that before we take a decision as an organization, we must confide with a certain individuals because of their political proximity to the organization. This is an organization of the people of South Africa. And those are the issues that as we meet over this weekend. We've got to be frank about on the uh, on, on, on behalf of the South African people, not just for the African National Congress, because they may create a doubt in the minds of South Africans that their own organization as well as their own government, they are in individuals who are unelected but who are powerful outside of, of the of the state. Again I'll ask you this question who who are we speaking about here, Mr. Godra? In the past, the ANC's National Working Committee, the NEC, has brought out statements saying they have been talking behind closed doors about allegations, specifically in relation to the Gupta family. Can the ANC unequivocally make a statement at this point saying we are concerned about allegations attributed to alleged power or attempts of alleged state capture by the Gupta family? Not just we are concerned, we have acted on those allegations. About two weeks ago, the national officials of the ANC, led by President Zuma, met with a business, a company, among others, uh, in the context of the issues in Bumalanga, uh, which involves members of the Kupta family. And in that meeting, one of the issues which were discussed was this allegation. So there has been action taken. One of the things that we hope we expect over the weekend is some report back to the National Executive Committee, because since that meeting, there's never been a meeting of the National Executive Committee to report about uh, the meeting between what you call the family, the family and the leadership of the ANC. So we, have acted, we are taking these allegations quite seriously. Like I indicated earlier, they are frequently create um, some uncomfort among us that uh, the, we must restore the credibility, we must restore the confidence of our people to their own organization. Even if it's a perception, we must act on that perception because even markets, they react in a particular manner uh, considering perceptions. But and we have seen, Mr. Godwin, we must act on them. We speak against the backdrop now of the Deputy Finance Minister confirming that he was called to a meeting by the Gupta family. So uh, at this point, we're not even speaking about um, uh, perceptions. We're speaking about, yes, we're speaking about something that has happened. And I'd also like to ask a question that has been brought up. Are members or a member of the Gupta family members of the ANC? Well, I'm, I'm from, from, from just on top of my head, I, I can't confirm any of the family members being members of the African National Congress. Uh, but if the question is whether because of their membership to the African National Congress, where it would mean it would be correct for them to do the things that it is alleged, including the statement which is confirmed by the Deputy Minister that they must do. Whether you're a member of the African National Congress or not, regardless of your balance sheet, you have no right outside of the structures of the ANC, including that of state and government, to influence in a manner that has been alleged and uh, even suggested. Uh, by the Gupta family. It can happen. So it has nothing to do with their membership to the African National Congress. It's a matter of principle mm. that we can't allow whoever, regardless of his membership or affiliation, to influence or to an extent that you undermine the authority and erode, and erode the authority of the elected government, of the elected uh, leadership of the African National Congress. You said a moment ago that the ANC has been so concerned about, specifically we're speaking about the Gupta family, 
family that the president himself was part of a meeting uh, to discuss these allegations with regards to the report suggesting that Mr. Jonas was also approached by, amongst others, the son of President Jacob Zuma. Has he himself uh, taken that issue head on? In other words, what action other than meeting has been taken to address this very, very serious issue? Well, I did not not hear that part of confirmation from the deputy minister about other details, including the one you just mentioned, that is the son of the deputy of the the president. That's what the report suggests, yes. Our view is that that precisely the reason we did not comment earlier, even on our uh, following our discussion with the deputy minister, we wanted him so that these kind of questions can be asked and put to him. Who called who? Who was in the meeting? What was discussed? But what is important for us is that in our discussion is exactly the point that uh, he indicated earlier that he confirmed the meeting and he confirmed the offer. But uh, importantly, he rejected an allegation which was frivolous and baseless that the deputy secretary of the ANC has felt called to make an offer. And I think it's important that uh, we allow that space, but the African National Congress cannot allow itself just a perception, but also factually, that it is the, um, its government is being controlled by what you will call either the state capture or big corporate outside. Because the issue is not just about Guptas. Part of the discussion in the political observation of the ANC must not just be about one family that seems to have a very strong balance sheet. It must be big monopolies that continue to influence, even by suggestion, certain employees of the African National Congress or even those who work within the public mm. service. Mr. Kotwa, ends which are material and narrow to their own interests. Mr. Kotwa, um, just a final question on this issue. Just if you look at the concept of state capture and transition economies, it is uh, trying to gain influence over the state machinery. And I hear you saying that the allegations that the Deputy Secretary General was involved have now been uh, answered and rubbished. What is more important, though, is this perception that you speak about has now been confirmed, that the Deputy Finance Minister of a country has confirmed that a family in this country has offered him a government, government position, a very high-ranking strategic position. How do you regain the faith of South Africans that a family out of nowhere can call somebody to a hotel room and say, how would you like to be the finance minister? How are you going to regain the confidence of South Africans? It is precisely that reason that the African National Congress, the hope that our people have and the faith and the trust they have, hence they continue unequivocally, overwhelmingly to retain uh, the African National Congress to power that it must act. It must act in such a manner that the message is unequivocal. And its message must be very visible to the blind and audible to the deaf. That it can't be found that the ANC, from a point of view of principle, there's a suggestion which suggests that a certain one family or this and that has captured the leadership of the ANC. It is that which I, we, we suggest that the ANC, perhaps over this weekend, must come out very clear about these allegations, including some of them which have been confirmed, that it must restore its confidence, its credibility among the South African people. People need to also have their confidence in the president restored. One of our listeners calling in uh, yesterday saying the elephant in the room here is President Jacob Zuma. What about President President Jacob Zuma, is there going to be an investigation into whether or not he knows of any of these incidents, whether he sanctioned them? Another question has been, 
Is the ANC going to consider recalling President Jacob Zuma? I think we are two steps ahead of the discussion that we expect to undertake over the weekend. And I think some of the issues are probably already formulating of what must happen to direct the discussion and the outcome of the National Executive Committee. But I think it's sufficient to say this ANC takes these allegations and even some of them confirmed quite seriously that it can no longer ignore them, can no longer talk about just uh, as being uh, uh, peddled or as part of disinformation, but we've got to act because to some extent they do raise the confidence but also the authority of the African National Congress and, and government and create doubts about whether indeed people deployed in government, are they still acting in the interest of people who voted them? And we need to deal with that for, for the sake of the African National Congress. Thank you so much for speaking to us, National Spokesperson for the African National Congress. Well, you've been listening in uh, to uh, what he has to say. This is our talking point today. What needs to happen now? You've heard the uh, Deputy Finance Minister, ABC, uh, or, or rather uh, the Deputy Finance Minister, uh, ABC Jonas, confirming that he was approached by the Gupta family and offered the job of a finance minister. Uh, this is what he had to say earlier on. Members of the Gupta family offered me the position of Minister of Finance to replace then Minister Nene. I rejected this out of hand. The basis of my rejection of their offer is that it makes a mockery of our hard-end democracy, the trust of our people, and no one apart from the President of the Republic appoints ministers. Let me also place on record that there were...